1: Welcome to your next mission from God with Julie Andurko, where the saints show us how it's done. And sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Julie tells their stories to help you find hope, inspiration, and direction to show how the saints discovered and accomplished God's mission for their lives.
0: When we're in trouble, either we've gotten ourselves into a big mess through our own fault and our own sin, or we're in a mess because We're a victim. Doesn't matter the mess. Our Queen Mother comes with the authority. She's the Queen and she's our mother. She comes with the authority of heaven, the authority of her son to rescue us. And she did it for Bartolo Longo back in the 19th century in Italy. And it's a story. 20-year-old Bartolo Longo goes off to the University of Naples in 1861. He and his brother go they he wants to become a lawyer and so he needs to get his education but at this time in the 1860s in Europe spiritualism was just going all over Europe and it was really taking a hold on a lot of people particularly the world of academia and like academia when when there is something that is proposed it means something is attacked and so conversely in support of spiritualism and all this movement going on in the world, the academic world was really on the attack as far as the church went. There was a hatred for the Catholic church and it was being taught in the classroom and in the, in the lecture halls and, and a hatred for the Pope too, and all things Catholic. So a lot of people, young people, especially who wanted to be advanced, in the intellectual world uh, saw religion then, especially the Catholic religion, as something that was for people who were uneducated or who didn't know any better. But the spiritualism, you know, when you leave something, there's a vacuum, and the spiritualism just swooped in to fill that space. And so Bartolo got involved with it. And his first thing that he did that kind of opened the door there was attending a seance and he attended several séances and he got very steeped into into spiritualism and at that time he was told everyone has a spirit angel guide so which is interesting because they're using the word angel but it's a spirit guide they called it an angel an angel spirit guide and you could ask your angel spirit guide questions and it would answer you And sometimes the answers rang true to what was Catholic and sometimes it didn't. There was a mix, which is often the way that a person is baited into something that is bad. They see some truth in it and they follow the truth part of the thing they're familiar with or that they know. And then they, then they get fed a a lot of false teaching at the same time. And they're down a slippery slope. But it was interesting because Bartolo was a seeker like he was looking for some answers and he was questioning all the time. And it seemed like these spirit guides would contradict each other. His would contradict somebody else's. The answers weren't the same. That seemed confusing. So he goes in deeper because he's seeking and he actually ends up becoming a priest for Satan, a satanic priest, because it's not enough for him to go through a medium or go through other people whose answers were contradictory. He wanted to go to the source for himself, and this is how off track he was. And in his, in, in the university, there was a professor, Pepe. Professor Pepe was one of the few Catholic, devout Catholic professors, and he was a friend of Bartolo. They They had a friendship, and the professor kept up the friendship, even though he saw what was happening. And he advised Bartolo to get out of it. He said, you will end up in the madhouse, which was a reality for somebody who went insane and lost their mind. They could end up in the madhouse locked away. But what Professor saw was that Bartolo was, he had a, a wild appearance as he got deeper into this. He wasn't sleeping, he was Agitated, he lost an incredible amount of weight. He was actually losing his grip on reality, on his own sanity. So this professor was, of course, praying for him. But he got others to pray for him too. And what Bartolo didn't know was that there was this spiritual war going on on his behalf. And he's clueless. He's not assenting to it. But all these prayers and petitions, sacrifices are being are being offered for him, and then there comes a fateful day. So, and there's a few fateful days in his life. You think the story is exciting and then it gets even more exciting. But, so at one seance, Bardlow uh, says that he contacted his deceased father. And so as a result, he is going to have a mass said for the soul of his father. Now see how mixed up it gets? (laughs) And so he's telling Professor Pepe that he contacted his father and he's going to have a Mass set for his soul. And so at this moment, the professor is very brave and he says something, he goes out on a limb and he says something to Barlow. He says, yes, you will. And while you are there, you will see one of the good learned and holy Dominican priests, and you will have a full confession tomorrow. Do you understand? And Bartolo said, yes, and he did it. Now we think about this. If you when, once we get to the end of the story, you you will see how many souls were saved, how many people affected in a positive way for generations and generations. It, it can't be measured the good and, and that the, the good that Bartolo Longo did for many people. And many souls that i believe will be in heaven as a result of his life and his actions and it all comes down to this professor this professor being bold you know i mean he he could have said it much earlier but he's kind of waiting and he responds to the holy spirit and he goes out on a limb and, and almost orders him to do it and he does it it's just beautiful it's it's a beautiful thing so when we are dealing with people like Professor Pepe, we, sometimes we need to wait. We need to bide our time. It seems like the, the situation is hopeless, but when an opportunity opens and we feel that prompting of the Holy Spirit, we need to follow it because a lot might be at stake. And we'll, we'll see, it really was in, in Bartolo's case. Bartolo goes to have the mass said, and he sees a priest, Dominican, Father Redente. And then as a result, he sees Father Redente every week for a good amount of time for a whole month. And at the end of that month, he's reconciled to the church. He's left Satanism, spiritualism, all of it, the occult, everything behind. He's turned over a new leaf. He is able to complete his education. He becomes a lawyer. He gets involved in good works of uh, corporal works of mercy, spiritual works of mercy. And he's a man of prayer, he belongs to a rosary group, especially the rosary, you know, it's Dominican and, and they really are promoters of the rosary. And he becomes a Dominican lay member and his whole life is just on a different trajectory. So after graduation, he's, he's in the city of Pompeii. He's there on business to do some business for a friend with that requires his lawyer skills. So he's there and what he finds is a community that used to be Catholic that is no longer, uh, only probably 5% of the people are really practicing their faith. The church is vermin infested. It's hardly attended at all or to. There's no fervor for the faith, for love of Jesus, nothing. But there is some Catholicism mixed up with occult practices. They're all mixed up and so somebody who might say they're catholic if their child got sick they might consult a witch doctor or a medium (laughs) he recognized in those people himself where he used to be where beliefs and things were kind of mixed up the occult was mixed up with christian ideals and nothing really made sense a real confusion now of course he had gone further than that and became a satanic priest but he recognized this in these people and he felt bad for them so he decides to go for a walk privately to ponder the situation because he finds it very disturbing and what happens is that he receives an assault from the devil and suddenly it's as if he's told and he half believes it because he's in this vulnerable situation that his pact with the devil is still binding. He's not free of it. You know, once a satanic priest, always a satanic priest, the souls that you, that you hurt, they can't be helped. The evil you did cannot be undone. You are captured. You are my slave. And he felt this, heaviness come over him, almost suicidal. He was really in a fix. And this was an attack from the devil. Now the devil, he will attack us when something really good's gonna happen. He won't do it when we're, you know, when we're in his camp. He's not gonna bother about us. But he knew Barlow was on the verge of something good for God. And so he goes in and he, and he has this attack. I've had this experience twice in my life and I can tell you that when those lies come to you, even if your head says they're not true and you can reason it, it's, it's like the Lord allows you to be assaulted in a way that impacts your soul. And you, you feel like it's got to be true and then you have to choose to believe it or not. It's, it's a real horrible thing to go through. I've had it happen twice in my life. And what Barlow went through seems to be maybe a, a bit more intense than what I had to go through. You know, he had suicidal thoughts. I didn't. But this is what happens. and, and, and in his case, and in my case, something good was going to result of it. Uh, but it wouldn't result if you believed the devil and succumbed to this temptation. To despair okay so he lays flat on the ground he just he's down and he remembers something that Father Redente said and so in remembering this he cries out this memory he says Mother Mary if it's true that everyone who promotes your rosary will not be lost then I will be saved because I will not leave the the Valley of Pompeii without promoting your rosary to these people. And in that moment, he had his mission and the demons evaporated. The temptation, the oppression, everything that was assaulting him was gone. And so in his life, it takes decades. He does. He promotes the rosary. There is a shrine that is built, Our Lady of Pompeii of the Holy Rosary. And and he does the building. And of course this all takes time. The whole community is regenerated. You know what happens when the Catholic Church gets in and people have their faith. Schools are built. Culture improves. Uh, The Eucharist builds up the culture. It's a beautiful thing. And this is exactly what happened for instance there were boys who were the sons of incarcerated men and they were thought of as hopeless that they could not be rehabilitated that it was in their genetics they would grow up to be just like their fathers and they were living on the streets and things like that and and he develops uh, housing and trade schools for them, to rehabilitate them. And this is not believed. The papers write against it. They think that he's going to make the culture worse by trying to reach out to these boys. And then later he has the same situation for girls. Within 15 years of doing that, the first graduate of his trade schools ends up going on to college, comes back as a priest, celebrates his first mass in the shrine there. And many go off all over the world as professionals and good people who were loved by Bartolo Longo. It's beautiful. And then also there's a writing of a monthly newsletter. So there's like a print apostolate too, that goes along with it. And he's a writer and a thousand, a thousand miracles every year are reported from people who pilgrimage there and people who pray to our lady of pompeii and through the rosary and it's just a beautiful wonderful thing that happens it's not without its cross though like padre pio like many of the saints bartolo is is lied about and lied about to the pope so at one point believe it or not when they're building the the shrine they have to take the monetary control out of his hands because someone is telling the Pope he's stealing money. Um, uh, there was rumors that he's scandalous. He's having an affair with the Countess. And even Pope Leo the Thirteenth says, you know, there's this this scandal about the Countess. She was working with him to help him build this shrine. She was a widow, but it was... It was they were mission minded. There was nothing going on. Bartolo just he had his crosses to bear. I mean, nothing is that neat and tidy. But you think about how he suffered and he never defended himself. So we know that Jesus was lied about. He was falsely accused. He was the scapegoat. We know all that about him. And when we share in his redemptive work that can happen to us too. And it happened to Bartolo. Would Bartolo trade those souls in order to avoid those trials? I don't think so. At the beginning of this video, I said, Mother Mary comes to our rescue and she does. So let me give you a tool. Mother Teresa has an emergency novena and this is what it is. It's praying the Memorari nine times. So when you have a real difficult situation, you don't have nine days to make a Novena, you can't go talk to your spiritual director, you don't, you know, something has to be done right now. Nine Memoraries for that petition. And she said that Mary always came to her aid when she prayed her emergency Novena. So I will put the Novena in the show notes for you. And if you are inclined, if you find this story helpful, I would appreciate it if you would share it with others. Mother Mary, pray for us. Blessed Bartolo Longo, pray for us.
1: You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with author and speaker, Julie Anderko. For more about Julie, visit her website at catholicfinishstrong.com and follow her YouTube channel, Catholic Saints on Mission. You can find previous episodes of Your Next Mission from God on the free Hail Mary media app or your favorite podcast platform. Your Next Mission from God is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatardayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us
1: lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.